Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today's guest for Song of the Soul is Randy O'Neill, and I tracked her down because of the deeply honest feelings and aspirations of her music. Randy is self-described as an Americana folk pop artist, but I would add that she is standing on the shoulders of a number of heavy-rocking, strong and assertive and determined women who blazed the way in a mostly male-dominated rock world. Though her songs are largely solo artistry now, Back in the day, Randy was part of AMA, which stands for Against Medical Advice, though I would definitely say that she is truly FMA, for Mental Health Advancement. Randy O'Neill joins us via Zoom from northern New Jersey. So pleased to have you here today, Randy, for Song of the Soul. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be here. It's such a great topic, I thought, for a show that I had to be on here. This is really good stuff. (laughs) And you know what got me? We're friends on Facebook. I have a lot of musician friends on Facebook that I've never met. But when I saw that you were going to be part of what's called Music for Humanity, Musicians, Sporting Musicians, for February 18th, I just said, I got to get to know this woman. So I went out and started listening to your songs. And of course, the first one I listened to was Daddy's Pride, because it's kind of one of your latest releases. I said, okay, this woman I need to have on. So tell me about Music for Humanity. This, I think it's a monthly thing. How does this work? Well, monthly, sometimes bi-monthly. Barry Edelman is a big folk artist. About 18 years ago, something hit him and he's like, I need to raise money for up-and-coming artists. You know, there are people who want to play guitar or something and don't have the funds and resources. For the last 18 years, he has been on a mission and has raised like over $150,000. He does raffles. He does like these fundraisers. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful project, you know, to be involved with. You know, on your randyoneal.com site, you mentioned that you're Americana folk pop artist. You know, that's a lot to put into one mixture. But I think that a lot of musical artists and certainly a lot of folk artists have to deal with poverty. It's not a situation to get you rich. So it makes perfect sense that he'd be raising money to help out starving folk artists. So it's up and coming artists. So it's maybe an artist who's going to college, but needs a professional level music uh, and helps pay for some starter lessons or, or like that. It's, it's really like the up and coming in need. And he's really trying to inspire the youth of uh, our area to get involved in music. And he's one man machine. He just lives for this. And he's just such a good person. Sounds wonderful. Our listeners will note that you had a dog, and I also know that you have a bird that we'll probably hear along the way. How many other animals live in the house with you? That's it. Just make it sound like I'm in a jungle between a dog and my my, my parrot's quiet now, and I don't know why. She was chirping away before. Well, she's probably wanting to listen in, I suppose. 
Oh, she'll sing along. She does. She's good. Before we got on the air, I was talking to you a little bit about your educational background. I had three majors when in college, and you had three majors. Could you rattle them off quickly? Political science, social science, and education. You went on to get a master's and a PhD. I got another degree or two, but only at the bachelor's level. But you got a master's in counseling, human science, and guidance with uh, addiction counseling is your emphasis there. And you've got a PhD in general psychology and adolescence. What the hell are you doing music? I didn't see any musical thing in there at all. Well, we're going back to the songs with Daddy's Pride. You know, music was taken from me as a kid when Daddy's Pride is that moment. My parents really stole my pride and they sold my guitars. So I went to college. I thought maybe I'll go for voice, but there was an added expense to it because you had to rent your rehearsal space. They wouldn't let you do it in the dorms. And I didn't have the experience putting myself through. So I thought, you know, I'm getting as much as I can for my money. All these majors crammed together And I kind of abandoned music for a while, and it took me a while to get back to it. Were you involved in music in school? Were you in bands? Were you performing with, who knows, the orchestra? How were you doing music before college? I was in a choir. I was in a church choir. I begged my my parents to take me, and they would drop me off, and I did that for a while. And then, you know, in college, I was in a couple bands, but it wasn't until after college that I actually started writing my own stuff. And somebody said to me, he's like, why don't you write a song? Why don't you write that down? And I'm like, I can write a song? Like, it just never occurred to me up until that moment that I had something to say. That's really when I started. What did you think of Joan Jett? You know what? I love the female musician. And I'll tell you why. Back in our day, you never heard two female artists back to back on the radio. And I have a great deal of respect for the women who hung in there If you know anything about the music business and the behind the scenes and how hard it was for women, you know, she gave it right back to them. And I'm like, I love you, (laughs) you know, because it really was an unkind business in a lot of ways, especially to female rockers. Were you into the rockers back then more than folkish folks? Yeah, I would say Pat Benatar was one of my heroes. Again, she did it with a lot of class and style. But she she wanted to be a rocker, you know, and again, in a, an industry that wasn't very welcoming. So I have a lot of respect for that. I think if I would have gone more folk, I think I it might have been easier because girls were playing guitar and kind of being a little bit more respected than they were in the rock genre, which had no patience for women. So, Randy, what were the bands that you were active in in college that you played with at all? Give me those names. They got to be good names, I'm sure. I don't remember the You don't remember the bands? I don't. (laughs) The one, it was supposed to be an original band. They were the ones who kind of, you know, inspired me to start writing. I had to be auditioned literally standing in a closet. Because of my upbringing, I had no self-confidence that I had voice, could sing and, you know, lead in a band. It was a big hurdle to get over. And playing guitar was even a bigger hurdle. I didn't do that till about 12 years ago, pick up the guitar seriously to use it to write and play by the solo. My first band that I put together was AMA Against Medical Advice. And that was the first like all original music that I had put together, stuff that I wrote. We were playing the city quite often, cut a little demo. One of the songs made it to radio. WDHA, yay, 105.5, I love you. So you, you did record an album with them or not? Did in a demo form. You know, back then, recording was a process. I mean, it was an expensive, expensive process. And if you didn't have anyone behind you, 
we got a few songs that were quality enough that you know to shop around but not easier obviously so ama is when the first one you can name for us yes <laughs> ama against medical advice and how long did they go how long were you doing them with them when oh man i think it started from 88 to 91 and then 91 i had a really bad car accident messed up everything and i blew my jaw out and I had two operations on my jaw and they told me I couldn't sing anymore. And I tried, but I was just getting massive headaches at such TMJ that it really shut me down. So I went back to school. I went back to grad school. And after grad school, you know, I was just counseling for a while and I eventually gravitated back to music and just, you know, I was healed enough that I could actually start singing again. Well, I do like to start up my interviews getting to know my guests. And so that's why, folks, I've been speaking with Randy O'Neill this long. But I, I'm sure you want to hear her music. So let's get started with that, Randy. What do you want to share first? I think a while I'll share Daddy's Girl because I think that's the most autobiographical. And it does go back with my alcoholic stepfather and the lessons he taught me or not taught me. You know, in the song is Daddy's Pride, he never gave me pride. I had to find it on my own because I didn't want to follow him and I didn't want to be like him. And I think the biggest fail of a parent is not to support what your interests are of your kid. And that's what they did. I mean, they sold my guitar, something I loved and was really good at. How did they do That seems bizarre to me. I mean, did they need the money? Did they just try to punish you or what? I think it was all of the above. You know, they saw no merit in music. We're not paying for lessons, so we're just going to get rid of your guitar. I literally walked in from school one day, and they were gone. And I, I was so broken up. I didn't even know what to do with myself. I just went to the curb. I couldn't even cry. I was just rocking. What am I going to do? I'm like, I'm going to sing. They cannot take my voice. And, you know, the bands I joined early on were cover bands, and, you know, I was just going to sing. This was your stepfather that you're talking about. Your mother, she's implicated in this too. She evidently allowed it. I don't know if she supported it. I know there was a point where women's voice didn't count very much in the family. Did you have a father somewhere too? That's really complicated. And once my mom did remarry, he kind of did step out of the picture. And I didn't really meet him until I was like 14. Oh, no. So he wasn't there as any kind of support or backup for you? Right. Well, why don't we play it right now? We're going to listen to Randy O'Neill's song, Daddy's Pride. It's on her latest album or EP, Full Moon Rising. Here it is, Daddy's Pride. I'm the girl on the playground, kids all around. I'm in a corner, I can't make a sound. Stay in my room with my guitars for the afternoon. It's where I belong. But one day they were gone. And who are you to me now? Who are you?
Daddy's Pride is the first full song that I listened to from Randy O'Neill. It's the one that convinced me that, yes, I had to have her as my guest, in part because I grew up in an alcoholic family as well. And Randy, my mom died drunk driving when I was nine. My father was drunk driving the same night and almost killed someone else with his drunk driving, but he didn't get hurt. So I almost lost both parents on that same night. And alcoholism and its implications for our family continued on for a long time. And so I know something about it from the inside. So my heart was very much with you as I saw you singing this song. And folks, there is a video. I have it linked on northernspiritradio.org to Daddy's Pride. My guest is Randy O'Neill. Randy is I-E at the end, R-A-N-D-I-E. O'Neill is O apostrophe N E I L. And I've got the link to her site, randyoneill.com, on northernspiritradio.org as well. But you went through this. Did you have any siblings? Yeah, I had two older sisters. I was the youngest. Were they still around when this was happening? My older sister was not. My middle sister, Sherry, was. Because she was kind of the oldest in the house at the time. I mean, she buffered some of the tensions, but I wasn't one to to sit quietly. So, you know, it was kind of causing my own problems. As I look back, I was just angry. You know, I'd go to other people's houses and they had these parents doing this stuff. And I'd be like, it's just what I'm going home to, you know, like. I try not to play that, What? where would I be if my parents had supported me game? You know, you try not to go there. You learn your own lessons and you, you stand up for what you think is right. And you do the best you can. That's at the end of the day. It's your road to travel, which is the next song, which is I Walk Alone. You are on your own path. You know, at some point you stop blaming your parents and you start taking the reins and say, this is my journey. I could fall down and, you know, say, woe is me. Or I could say, you know what? I'm capable. I'm smart. I can do something here. Eventually, kicking and screaming and crying a lot, I I decided (laughs) to do that. How old were you when your guitars got sold? I think I was in ninth grade, eighth or ninth grade. And how long had you been doing guitars, playing music? I think two years, a couple years. And you say guitars, so I'm assuming that was one, two, three, how many? I had an acoustic and I had an electric, which was, you know, it was, you know, a parent like buys the cheapest thing that, that they can, and I don't care with my guitar, and you love it anyway. And I had a nice Alvarez, and the acoustic was actually pretty decent. So I walk alone, you're clearly saying your journey, and I think you're also speaking to the people you do adolescent counseling with. Tell me a little bit about your work and the message that you're delivering to the kids. I actually work in a school. New Jersey has a really unique program called Student Assistance Counselor. I am an addiction specialist in the school, but I'm like a drop-in center. Kids can drop in there when they're having a bad day. If they're suspected of using drugs, they're sent to my office because I'm a confidential office. It's not put in their records, you know, and I try to work with them and the family. And I love that a kid has control and can come down. They don't need parental permission, which some parents don't like. But, you know, if you have an alcoholic parent, you appreciate that they have somewhere to go. And they don't have to bill insurance. This is just a service that's available to them. And how long have you been doing that? 32 years. <laughs> 32 years. Wow. Yeah. And this is my last year. I'm, I just want to do music full time, but I've been doing it for quite a while. 
And I've noticed you've ramped up your music. The first release that you've released as Randy O'Neill is 2017. So you've been adding it on here. You're preparing for this leap, I suppose. I really have been. And my superintendent has been with me every step of the way, believe it or not. He was my confidant. Nobody else knew. I'm like, ah, you know, I have this video coming out and I drug a bed to the middle of the woods just in case a parent sees it, you know, and so he knew. And when I told him I was tired, he was just like, good for you. I really wish you well. You know, he's been a follower for a while. So it was really nice to have that support. Well, you mentioned the song that we're going to share now, I Walk Alone. When did you release this song? 2020. So it's during pandemic times, perhaps, or maybe just leading into it. So there may be a double-edged meaning there, too. I Walk Alone. Wow. Right. My label had just dropped me during COVID hit. So my lawyer just like, put your head down and keep going. And that's what I did. I first one I released independently. So yep, kept going on my journey. Well, an inspirational song for our listeners today. I walk alone. Take in your tone 
O'Neill is here with us today for Song of the Soul. Her song, I Walk Alone, is on her 2020 release, Here I Stand. There's a lot more you can find out. Follow the links from NordenSpiritRadio.org or just go to RandyO'Neill.com, Randy with an I-E. If there's a question about spelling, just come by on my site. I Walk Alone, some people can take that as a discouraging thing. Obviously, you're taking it as an empowerment thing. Talk about the tension between the way people think of that. I always introduce it as this name of the song is I Walk Alone, but it's not a sad song. It is your own journey. And when you realize that you are in control of your own journey, and if you don't like the way you're being treated, walk away. That's kind of the empowering thing. You know, if you at the start of the song, you're talking me down, you're not there, you're out and leaving me there. I'm not going to sit around. That's the power of knowing you're on your own journey and that you're in control of your own journey. You know, Randy, I come from a very large family, and it's a blended family, a his, hers, and theirs thing. But out of the 12 of us, there's been a lot of alcoholism, wrestling, and other drugs, too. So I've watched it within my own family. And that's a hard thing to do. You know, and you have people you care about barreling down towards a wall. It's a hard thing to watch. They're in their self-destructing. The happy point we're at now, of course, all of us are over 50 and on up. And some people just learn that what they had damaged themselves with when they were teens and 20s and 30s doesn't work when you're 50 or 60. So I think we're at now only one of the 12 of us siblings is still badly abusing alcohol. Do you get much in the way of results with the kids you're dealing with? I do, because once I've identified there are children of alcoholic parents, it slants things and the urgency rises because you're four times more likely to go on to use. And women are, I think, like 75% go on to marry an alcoholic or, you know, some type of addict. So there is a genetic component of it. There's a lot to be said about going with what you know and learning how to break the cycle. Everyone says, I'm going to break it. I'm not going to be like my dad. But unless you teach them how that works, they can't replace it with anything. So it really does have to be a process, a conscious process. Did you manage to participate or avoid walking in footsteps of alcoholic parents? I did. I had other demons. You know, I did suffer from some depression, some very serious depression at times, but I did not follow in to to use. I was kind of wondering because having been child alcoholic, you have a lot of world experience. I myself am a total aberration in our society because I ended up choosing not to. I've never even been tipsy. So it's not that I won't drink a glass of wine. I do that once every few years, whether I need to or not. 
But the fact that I don't have the experience of what it means to drug abuse means that there's part of other people's experience that I really can't speak to. Does that serve as a limitation or a challenge for you? You know, I got that early on in the addiction field. You're, you know, because you, I started in long-term rehab at a place called Integrity House. And their philosophy is they train some of the residents to go on to counsel and you have to be an addict to help an addict. It's kind of an AA model. And my thought was, do you really have to be schizophrenic to treat a schizophrenic? I'm well aware of the process. I understand the process. I never really let it deter me. And I'm able to understand the underlying process of depression, anxiety, and other things that lead into and enable uh, the addiction process. And make a difference to over the 30 plus years you've been working in that field. Certainly, you've touched so many lives. Would you like to touch some more lives with another of your songs? Yeah, let's go. Well, you know what? Since we're talking about the addiction field, Here I Stand was a song that I wrote for an open-end awareness campaign. I wound up being a finalist with this song in this contest, but then I, I got pneumonia and <laughs> couldn't finish. So I, I tried, but I was like coughing. She's like, go home. Like they sent me home. So I did finish the song and reworked a little bit. And it was one of the first times that I realized that I could write a song by a prompt and for a setting. And it was kind of a liberating process. I sense, by the way, with this song, you love to belt it out. Here I stand. That's it. I wanted the whole thing in chest voice. They pulled me in a little bit, like toned down the verses and stuff. But it really is a fight song. If you know the addiction process, it just encompasses your life. And I tell the people I'm working with, as long as you're here, you are in the game, you're in the fight and you can stand up for yourself because it's a physical process. There's biology involved. So um, it's a very difficult process, but stay with it and fight for it. I don't know that Randy O'Neill was ever a cheerleader, but she's certainly screaming for you here in this song. Here I stand.
O'Neill.com, you'll find a link to a lot of her music. You'll find ways to connect with all of her songs. That song is title track for her Here I Stand EP, released back in 2020. And I hope you folks can carry it with you as an anthem for the power that you have when you remember to take your two feet under you and set your direction. You're listening to my Song of the Soul interview with Randy O'Neill today. This is Song of the Soul, my website, northernspiritradio.org. On this site, you can always find links to my guests. So if you don't know that Randy is spelled with an IE or how do you spell O'Neill, You'll find that link on NorthernSpiritRadio.org, as well as links to all of my guests for the past 17 and a half years. I've been doing both Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action syndicated programs. We're carried on something like 35 to 45 stations nationwide, so you can track down where we're carried via the site. You can also post a comment when you visit, and we do love two-way communication. Help us hear your voice. You can also support Northern Spirit Radio with a donation via our site as well. We do not finance this by government or by corporations who have their own interests or ways they want to influence you. We'd like you, the listeners, to influence us. We want to be responding to your needs and desires. So please support Northern Spirit Radio and support the local community radio stations where you get to hear music that you don't hear elsewhere. What was the station you mentioned, Randy? It's a New Jersey station, the first one that ever played one of my songs. It's WDHA 105.5 FM. They've been them at it a million times since then. I don't even know what they're playing these days. Most radio stations these days have very limited amount of music they'll cover. The top 20 people, or maybe they'll play Golden Oldies, or maybe they'll do talk radio. But 
community radio stations play incredible diversity of music, different people who are local, voices you won't hear otherwise, and news that you won't hear otherwise. So please remember to support your local community radio station. My voice goes out to so many people across the nation. I'll have the good luck of visiting KLOI on the Lopez Island off the coast of Washington State. I'll visit them this summer. And I just drove past WDRT, which is in the middle of Wisconsin. So many wonderful stations doing great music, and I would love to see you support them and lift up voices that are too lacking in our mass-produced society. Okay, I've talked on long enough, Randy. I would love to hear from you what other music we're going to share. The next one is first songwriting award I ever wrote for a song called I'm Not That Girl. I had gotten a notice for a high school reunion. Now, you're an adult child of an alcoholic. You know, growing up, you kept secrets, right? Nobody shares what's going on at home. And I felt like nobody really knew me at school because of that. You know, I always, you know, just pretended and had a happy face. So when I got the notice for the high school reunion, I was like, they didn't know me then. Am I really going to share now with what's going on? So that's what came out of this. I'm not that girl you used to know. Did you go to the reunion? I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I I caught that. I just wrote the song instead. Like, I'm here writing a song. and I didn't go. But it was a huge... I was stunned. I'm like, how long has it been? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, it's been that long. And, you know, you haven't kept up with me on Facebook. So... And I did have to change high schools. I mean, it was pretty intense. I changed high school my senior year because things got so bad at home. And, you know, it's like, why am I going to this? Nobody knew any of that. Randy O'Neill is not that girl, and that's why she wrote the song, I'm Not That Girl.
One of the painful truths about growing up in an alcoholic family is that frequently your home life, you don't want it to be in school. You don't want people to know the mess that you're in. And so that's why Randy O'Neill wrote that song, I'm Not That Girl. It's a title track from her 2019 EP. And I'm also wondering, and you tell me if this is true or not, as you were speaking, you mentioned about, you know, singing in a closet because you were so shy, you were lacking that confidence. Did they also not know you because you were too tight-lipped and quiet and self-effacing? I was kind of angry and bitter, but I talked to a lot of people. I was in different groups. I hung around with, you know, whoever was kind of nice to me, but again, nobody ever knew me. Even my oldest friend, her name is Susie, Sue Roberts, we're best friends now. But when I told her all the stuff that was going on, she's like, and I saw you every day. You know, no one like ever knew because I never brought any really anyone home because you never knew what we were walking into. So why would I bring embarrass myself and bring that, you know, and dating was on the sly and not a good situation to carry forward. You said that you put yourself through college. Did you just avoid ever going back to the house or how did that work for you? There was a child protective services intervention. I kind of blew up at school. <laughs> and they're like, and, and then it came out, you know, through the guidance counselors, things were going on. And I was actually sent to live with my grandmother at some point. I finished out and then school with her. And then I was kind of, you know, on my own. And my guidance counselor helped me get into school. I just kind of put my head down, worked a couple bunch of jobs, like 50 hours a week and made it work go through with the triple major and work 50 hours a week? Is this kind of stuff you did? (laughs) When you say it like that, it's like... Like this might not be a good thing? (laughs) (laughs) Don't recommend to do the Randy O'Neill style of college. I was crazy. My junior year, I was just like, oh my God, this is insanity. But (laughs) somehow by some grace of, you know, because it was a Christian college, I think that's the only way I got through. Like the dean was really helping me out and I was finally made an RA so I could lose some of my jobs and, and it paid for housings. And you got to start doing your adolescent counseling for those in college too, didn't you? <laughs> right. RAs have a very interesting position in college. It's really unique. It's funny. Well, I know that the clock's going to run out before my interest in you is going to run out because there's so much that I find interesting, captivating about you. Would you please share with us another song? The song I'd like to do next is Wings to Fly. It actually came about from some online dating that I went through. Trust is a big thing for you know, us adult children of alcoholics. You know, when you come in playing games, we're going to read that. And at some point, I'm like, I have a voice here. I don't have to play this game. I don't have to be involved. And I have wings to fly. I have places to go. And it's away from you. Like, it really, it's kind of a funny song. But again, it's meant to be an anthem to you decide how you want to be treated, when you want to be treated that way. And you have places to go and be yourself in the process. Is it okay to ask which dating app or situation you were using? I think it was called Zeus. There's plenty of fish. There's a couple of them that I, I, I tried and, you know, I thought this one doesn't work. I'll try this one. I'll try it. Like, no, this whole thing is flawed. I know it has worked for some people. <laughs> I am not one of them. 
I'm somehow thinking that the kind of usual way that people do it is picking up people in bars. I'm somehow thinking that would not be your primary choice. No, this is what I tell kids when they're looking to make friends, to do anything. You do things you like and you're going to meet people like you. And that's how if you're going to try to do it the organic way. And, you know, I take my own advice. I joined a few like I love sci-fi and horror. So I joined a club and I met some great people. And, you know, with someone now that I met that way, you know, you do things you like and you're going to meet like-minded people. I don't care if it's a hiking club, me, sci-fi and horror or, you know, guitar club or do things you like and you're going to find people that are like you. I thought that for you, that would mean getting connected with people who work 50 hours a week while doing three <laughs> majors in college. <laughs> And which those people are all dead from exhaustion. <laughs> exactly. Or lost their mind or you know, anxious as anything, you know, having breakdowns. So you're not my way. <laughs> <laughs> well, Randy O'Neill has some advice. No, it's not advice. It's her experience. Don't, don't do this way. Don't do it this way. Listen to a song. Do it that way. Wings to fly. That's what you need. You've got wings. Just limber them. Let them fly loose. That's it, man. Let it go. Wings to fly. They're in you.
coming through I'm aiming high and for the moon My dreams are written in the You can find Wings to Fly on Randy O'Neill's EP release, Here I Stand. There's also video. By the way, there's videos with all the songs we've been listening to today. And I've got those linked via NordenSpiritRadio.org. So you can get a little bit fuller experience of each of the songs. Wings to Fly is about knowing that you can choose, you can go, and you have to flex your wings. Teaching people how to use their wings, though, is something our society doesn't do. As a matter of fact, our society frequently wants to disempower people and say, the only way that you can get this is if you use a dating app or if you do drinking enough and then people will come to you. They don't want you to believe in your own power. That's right. And it isn't our society. But I think more and more, again, you connect with your community and be true to yourself. And you learn to use your voice, find your wings, walk your own path and find yourself and not be inhibited by what other people are thinking. But Randy, the clock's run out. We got time for one more song. How can we conclude your song of the soul? This one's going to get a little sassy. And this is my video just released a little over a month ago. And over 100,000 views on this video. My videos are doing really well. And it's just fun because why is dating so hard? And I decided to tell guys what to do to make it just a lot easier. Lose the games. Just treat me right. There it is. After all of this, that's my voice. That's what I want you to hear. My wife was just telling me yesterday that I really should comb my hair right because I've got this little peach fuzz that sticks up on top (laughs) <laughs> and I should be laying it down. So, you know, I, I guess she wants to be treated right and have my hair look better. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of your cake and eat it too, a little bit. So we're going to end with a little bit of sassy Randy O'Neill as we go out here. Randy's website, again, is randyoneill.com and Randy is I-E. And if you don't know how to spell O'Neill, come via northernspiritradio.org. The song we're going to be sharing is Full Moon Rising, her latest release in 2022. There's a video with each of the songs we played today. Follow the links from NordenSpiritRadio.org. Randy, it's been a delight to get to know you. I wish I could sit down and watch some horror movies, some sci-fi stuff with you because my wife doesn't like them. It's been one of the big gaping holes in our relationship that is not nearly as important as all the other wonderful things, but it's really been a delight to get to know you. Thanks for joining me for Song of the Soul. Oh, it's been wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, support your local radio because, again, they're the backbone of the music industry these days. So we go out with Treat Me Right, Randy O'Neill. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Not the way you walk Or the way you talk Don't have to comb your hair Just leave it there It's not the car you drive Or I'm alive
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.